Hello, I'm M. And I'm Eyes. And welcome to our brand new podcast, Tipples and Tolkien. Let us be your guides as we return to Middle Earth this fall with the premiere of the new Amazon show, Rings of Power. We'll discuss episodes with you, tell tales of old, and even bring you a brand new tipple recipe every week to enjoy. You can find us on all major podcast platforms, as well as Twitter, which is at Tipples Tolkien, that is T-I-P-P-L-E-S T-O-L-K-I-E-N and Instagram at Tipples and Tolkien. So cozy up, pour yourself a drink, and come on a journey with us this fall on Tipples and Tolkien. The Cylons were created by man. They rebelled. They evolved. They look. And feel. Human. Some are programmed to think they are human. There are many copies. There are many copies. And they have a plan. Action stations. Action stations. Set Condition 1 throughout the podcast. Welcome again to Set Condition 1, a Night Shift Radio original. I'm your host, SC1 Actual Caleb, and joining me on the CIC is the XO Kitsy. Eight days, son of a bitch! And the barely present for this episode, <laughs> president of the podcast, <laughs> And Andrea. I, oh, I didn't let you say my name, I just started talking. I'm Andrea. I'm sorry. I'm too <laughs> present now. <laughs> So we were just talking about how we're, we're still recording these on a regular cadence, but somehow it feels like forever in between episodes. And I don't know if that's just because having to wait so long to like watch and then talk about each episode is torture. Yes, correct. Uh, and I, I say that like knowing that it's it's significantly worse for you, Andrea. So oh, well. uh, once again, you know, we've said it before, but thank you for your bravery. Well, well thank you. <laughs> so say we all. So say- <laughs> So say we all need. Cadence is one of my favorite words, and you said it twice, so I feel great. Hey, look at that. Look at that. Um, so last week was, a, uh, was an episode that uh, nobody really wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully it's an episode that our listeners were able to get through knowing that better things were coming. Uh, and one thing that we, we all pined for last week was Starbucks <laughs> doing dope shit. And guess what we got this week? Previously on Battlestar Galactica. (laughs) It's Starbuck doing dope shit. (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) Uh, This is another, I say another, I feel like this has happened. It happens in in TV a lot. Uh, Episode that like time-wise jumps around a lot. Mm -hmm. We start with like... The current, and then jump way back, and then jump back to current, and then jump back a little bit, and then back to current, and each jump gets a little closer to the present and fills in the story. But I don't know about y'all, but there was a couple times where I was like, wait, is this is this now now, or is this <laughs> then now? <laughs> then now. Or well, now before. What happened to then? <laughs> when will then become now? Soon. <laughs> But um, this is a great one for a lot of reasons. Uh, 
at least in my opinion. Uh, one, it it feels very close quarters. Mm-hmm. It's a very like tight story. And two, it goes back and addresses uh, a lingering question we've had about the uh, the existential crises of a Cylon Raider. Yeah. Didn't love the answer. <laughs> oh, I did. I mean, like, I loved it because I think it's cool, but I also just, I, you know, you know. But we'll get to that. We'll get there. And three, they have at this point, now that we're well aware and it's, like, firmly established... They've gone all in on the blood and meat. Uh-huh. <laughs> During a raider dog fight. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, but we open in yes. media res, as they say. Who? What does that mean? Who says that? That's that's when you start a story like in the middle of in the things. middle of it. I've never heard that before. Who says that? It's a, it's a very well known saying. It's like a. Did, yeah. did Michael tell you to say that? <laughs> No. <laughs> I don't just do things because Michael tells me to. I have my own thoughts and opinions sometimes. Did Michael tell you to say that? Y- no. <laughs> he said you might say that. And... <laughs> there are seven phrases that Kitsy is contractually obligated mm-hmm. to, to say throughout the recording of this podcast. Uh, and I think that that is number three. What are the other... Six. Well, don't tell anybody, because if you tweet all four left phrases, I forgot the word phrases, you get a prize. Listeners. All four, huh? Yeah, because you already said three. No, I I already said one, and that was number three. Is that, or did I say three of them? What's happening? Never tell. (laughs) (laughs) But we open on Cat and Starbuck on patrol. In media Um, res. (laughs) <laughs> Quit showing up. Guarding off. a mining outpost from the Cylons. Uh, we we see a, a nice uh, a nice tight shot of the uh, the mining ship. Uh, I forget its name. It's the mining ship Lollipop. No, no? Is that, is that oh, it's Kale's into it. I don't know. That was my I bad. Really, for a moment, I thought that you knew the name and you were just going to sing it to, to that tune. Yeah. And I, was, I was into it. If yeah, I you know had known the right. name, I would have done it. But I didn't good. do enough research for this podcast that I do every week. So. I mean, they do actually like list, like show it in the. Oh yeah, no, it's right there on the screen. The uh, captioning, oh. or whatever. Like, Did you write it down, ship. Andrea? Nope. I wrote down Colonial Mining Ship, but not there the name well. of it. So good enough. <laughs> good enough. Uh, so this actually answers another question that we had uh, talked about before uh, when they were building uh, the the new Viper. How do they get raw materials to build things? Mm-hmm. Like, how, like, how are they just going to get more metal? Uh, well, it turns out they look for metal-rich asteroids and mine the shit out of them much with like, a mining ship. Much, much like sense. any good real-time strategy game. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's just a real-time strategy game. Yeah. I think there is one. Is. I think there is. But, Caleb, I just realized something uh, that I need to ask you. Go ahead. Are you a cop? No. Okay. Are you a Cylon? No. Cylons are allowed to lie. Cops are too. <laughs> apparently. Anyway, what did you realize? Well, they're not allowed to. They, <laughs> they just do. fucking do it. No, they they are actually allowed to. Um, which is fucked up when you think about it. Uh, Caleb, in the in yes. the flashback, uh, in the previously on Battlestar Galactica for this episode, they flash back to a scene 
that got cut from the version oh, that yeah. you watched of a previous episode that we saw where Starbuck was saying, like, we have an obligation to go back and free these people in Caprica. And they're like, we understand yeah. that. But yeah, that was the opening scene that you were all confused that we were talking about. Yeah. And so it's weird that it got cut from the broadcast version, but then they put it in the flashback yeah. anyway. <laughs> I remember seeing that and thinking, like, I don't remember this <laughs> scene. Like, I do That's remember this scene. Because <laughs> I told don't you about it. Watching it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember this existing. So, like, seeing it again in this, uh, in this previously on. Uh, jogged my memory from having seen it in the past uh, but yeah that, that definitely was not in the version that i watched that's so that's, that's i i was wondering if this this was going to be in in the version you're watching too or, or yeah. not if we've got another special cut mm-hmm. that would be weird if they did a, a special cut of the like the recap <laughs> just to not include the scene that they didn't <laughs> include before <laughs> just just to not confuse anyone uh although like in the moment like i feel like even if you like if you hadn't seen that scene, you watched the, the Peacock cut, whatever, uh, and you were watching this and you'd, you'd never seen it before and that came up, you'd still be like, well, yeah, of course. I mean, we have that obligation. We've yeah, got to yeah, go back. Obviously. Like, of course, Starbuck is telling them that we've got to go back. Like, you wouldn't question it. It's a very believable scene. Like, you'd believe that that happened at some point and you probably just dozed off or something. Mm-hmm. Well, and so much of this episode revolves around Kara's hang up on. Like that promise that she made to Anders. The pyramid player? You know, the, the pyramid player. The Cylon. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Battlestar Galactica is a real-time strategy game uh, <laughs> where you're traveling around the, the world uh, mining asteroids or traveling around space mining asteroids uh, and a never-ending wave of enemies is constantly attacking you at the, at the worst possible time. Uh, which is why I'm so bad at real-time strategy games because I get super into like <laughs> the details of like building up my base and my army and collecting resources, and I'm always caught unprepared when a yeah. massive attack comes. I, th- I feel like those real-time strategy games would be so much more fun if you didn't have to fight anybody and you could just build your base and mine resources. I feel that way about so many games. Like Persona, that series is one of my favorites, and I'm like, can I just play in the daytime where I like go to school and hang out with my friends and go to the mall and... <laughs> If I could turn off enemy aggression and, like, in order for there to be combat, I would have to make the attack, I'm fine with that because I would always attack with an overwhelming force (laughs) that I had spent, like, three days building to the point where my my base spanned half the map and I had consumed all of the resources uh, like any good capitalist would. uh, (laughs) Just plow through. Try it now, motherfuckers. I forget what it's called. But there, I, I had a PS4 for a little while, a while back, because I thought No Man's Sky was going to be awesome. <sighs> and there was, was a, a, a I, indie I game. I it was not. Uh, no. It, you know, it it, it over promised and under delivered. Yes, mm, yes. Okay, that's. But you know what? This is not a video game podcast. So if you want to hear huh? all about No Man's Sky, <laughs> go listen to Shift Alt Q, uh, which is on the Night Shift Radio Network that we're a part of. Uh, I'm good. sure they'll talk about it eventually. Just keep listening to the episodes, and eventually they'll get to No Man's Sky. I I personally guarantee it. Uh, but there was a um, there was a game I, I downloaded from like the PlayStation Store or whatever that was basically a real time strategy game with no combat and you just colonized Mars. Oh, and it was neat. It was actually yeah. really soothing and relaxing that and fun. And I kind of missed that game. And I, now I'm going to go see if it's available for Nintendo Switch when we're done playing. Uh, oh, or, like- when we're done playing this podcast. <laughs>
all of the various like farming and tycoon games and whatnot, but like take out the microtransactions and just let me live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Do the thing. Just let me live my like, life, man. Just it's let me live this pretend life it's on Mars. Animal Crossing on Mars, though, basically. There's no combat. Uh, that's true. Animal Crossing's also kind of a real-time strategy game with no combat. Yeah. I think it's time that I bought your Animal Crossing. Yeah. Yes, I, I think you would get into it, actually. Yeah. Um, you can come pick all the fruit off my trees and stuff. I've got stuff stockpiled. I'll... Actually, uh, maybe you won't like Animal Crossing because it's less real-time strategy and more just like chores the game. <laughs> They're just the most pleasant chores. I mean, they are, but it is like every day you've got to go do the same like 10 things. I know, and I wish you could pay your townspeople to do chores for you. This is not a video game podcast. <laughs> yeah. But it but could, it could be. be. <laughs> my final word is... No, I probably wouldn't like that. That's my, my least <laughs> okay. favorite part of uh, any game that has that 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 part. Uh, so we learned that the because they've found this super like mineral rich and metal rich uh, asteroid vein, uh, and they're, they're mining it. Um, the the fleet has jumped away to safety under the protection of the battleship Pegasus, uh, and Galactica has stayed behind with the mining ship to protect it. Uh, and it's just taking fucking forever. They keep breaking drill bits and like things keep going wrong and they, they want to get as much of this ma- uh, raw material as possible uh, because as Rosalind puts it, you know, they, they found enough to essentially build, I think it's two full squadrons of, uh, of new Vipers and they've got the, the first one like off the assembly line already on Pegasus and like this, you know, everything's, everything's coming up colonial here. <laughs> uh, but as uh <laughs> As the XO pointed out at the, the beginning, uh, a delay of eight days. Son, Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so the uh, it, it's up to Galactica's Viper Squadron to run patrol in this asteroid field because it, it turns out it's the perfect place for an ambush hmm. uh, because Dratus can't tell the difference between this field of, of rocks and debris and enemy uh, raiders jumping in and fucking shit up. Sounds like we need to get a better Dratus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I was trying to go with a, a, a like way to say Dratus, but in like a mean way. So like Dratus, <laughs> more like, but I couldn't come up with anything. So mm-hmm. just, just everyone, just pretend I said something really funny there. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, actually, this I I had, uh, I had a, a question during this episode that came up. Okay. That has come up before, but I don't think I brought it up on the podcast before. And if I have, please tell me, because I don't remember anything that happened 10 minutes ago or earlier uh, <laughs> in my life. Um, you ever, you, you ever notice how <laughs> on the side of the Vipers, it always has, like, Lieutenant Kara Thrace, Starbuck in quotes, right? It's got that mm-hmm. nameplate. Mm-hmm. Now... I'm under the impression that they're running on a very limited number of Vipers, right? That's kind of how everyone's... Because they keep losing them, and they're not making any more. Well, I mean, now they are, now I guess. But, but, yeah. but up till now, they haven't making any more. So they don't have one Viper per pilot is the way I, I'm seeing it, right? Like, they've got oh. a bunch of pilots, and they're all rotating through the same Vipers. So my question is, how come we never see fucking hot dog flying Starbucks Viper... Mm-hmm. Because no one's going to fly Starbucks. <laughs> that's I right. I don't think that's true, though. 
because they have you try. They have such they have so few vipers. I don't think they can just say this one's only for Starbuck. So that leads me to believe that since we always see the correct nameplate for the correct person, that the nameplates are somehow they, interchangeable. They have to switch them out, and the crew fucking switches them for That's who's flying, maybe. which seems like a colossal waste of time and resources when you have only seconds to get those birds in the air. So this question isn't answered at least up to this point in the show. Um, my understanding is that those are painted on. And they are specifically for identification of this is this pilot's ship uh, because, you know, each each Viper might have its own, like, quirks. Or there might be, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe they just got the seat adjusted just right. <laughs> Who the fuck knows? Um, we, I think, can assume that they started out with a, a complement of Vipers, a, however many squadrons were available and not, uh, like, insufficient pilots. Right. Mm-hmm. And, yes, they have lost Vipers along the way. But that usually means that they lost the pilot too. That's so it's true. not like yeah. uh, you know, hot dogs viper blew up and then hot dog just jumped and chuckles viper and like it carried on. Well, now uh, hold on, Lee's Viper blew up and he came back. That's because Lee's a Cylon. No, it's not. It's because he ejected and fucking Starbuck picked him up or whoever. Theoretically, in theory. That is possibly. very much the exception though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, think about it. How many others have have been shot down in space and come back? That we know of? And also, Lee wasn't flying his Viper. (gasps) He was flying the Blackbird. Which was Starbucks Viper. Which, I mean... She did claim it. She called dibs. Mm -hmm. She dibsed it. Mm -hmm. They're all Starbucks Viper if she wants them to be. (laughs) But, (laughs) but, I mean, but that's the thing. so, So you're saying that, like, Hot Dog would fly Starbucks Viper if he needed to. We just don't see it happen. Is that... What you're saying? I think if there was, I think if there was a legitimate need for it, yes. I think that so far there hasn't been, because I think that the the pilots that they've had uh, have had their Viper and like that's it. Uh, now what we don't ever see, or what we don't see often, is this like rotating cast of nuggets that they train up. Like, get ready, make flight worthy, and send them out, and they die immediately. Mm-hmm. We don't know if they got their own Viper. Uh, or if they got, you know, like training Viper 7. And That's like, true. Oh, shit, there's that one. Oh, okay. So, so like, maybe, I don't know if we've seen the Nuggets. Do any of them? So maybe like, maybe like the top maybe, guns, right? Like Lee and Starbuck and Cat, like have their yeah. own. Like you get it. Maybe you on. have to earn that. Yeah. That feels right. So like you get your own Viper if you, if you reach a certain level. But if you're just a Nugget, you just get whatever fucking Viper's laying around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, or like, that makes a little more sense. I can think of at least one other pilot that died without the destruction of his Viper, and that would have been um, the dude that uh, he had his thousandth landing, and then the oh. uh, the drone. Oh uh, yeah, the what was his name? Um, because they do call him out by name when they uh, um, was it flat top? A couple points. I think it was flat top. Flat top. This is a couple be my points guess. in this episode, and like a recurring theme throughout this episode, where they're. They're thinking about the people that they've lost mm-hmm. along the way. Uh, and, you know, at one point, Lee's talking about it, like, I can't remember their faces two weeks after they're gone. And Starbuck makes a joke like, oh, I can't even remember their names. But, you know, they, they make a point to memorialize every single one of them by name, which mm-hmm. is a very, very touching moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, there's there's only a small handful. And it's usually in instances like that. Like, they died fighting, like, you know, the, the Cylon invasion on the Galactica when the, the raiding party uh, landed. 
uh, or you know they died in in that uh, incident on the the flight deck, things like that. Um, so it's also safe to assume that there uh, were some kind of vacant mm-hmm. uh, ships from those incidents as mm-hmm. well. Also, there was that guy that stepped on the rusty nail and got tetanus. <laughs> I want to call him Rusty, but that just <laughs> it's like. Like there's low hanging fruit, and then there's like rotting on the ground. <laughs> but like that, that's the thing, right? Is it, like someone had to die of something real fucking stupid at this point because there there's very little of medical resources, and they're like they're kind of stuck on the ships that they're on. So oh, like, yeah. you know, it's one thing to go out like fighting Cylons, but it's another thing to be like, "Ooh, I got an infection, and I died." Mm-hmm. Whoops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody got syphilis and didn't get it treated. Like what a like, Boba Fett way to go out, you know? <laughs> Who's that? Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Where? The he's pyramid for, player. He's a. <laughs> so we learn that uh, as the the Galactica crew, uh, the the Viper crews, uh, flying patrol through this, they're they're being hunted, uh, specifically by a raider that they've uh, named Scar, uh, and as we see later on, it's a raider that has uh, giant cracks running down its uh, face, face, for lack of a better term, uh, and. We we get the impression that like this is a, a viper or a raider, sorry, that um the viper pilots have faced off against before. They've killed. Uh and we learn that raiders actually do also download and, and reincarnate just like the, the humanoid silence, which answers a, a question that we had in the past. Like, what happens when they destroy all these and like why are they willing to just keep throwing so mm-hmm. many raiders? Uh, into these fights, knowing that they're going to have you know heavy losses, especially when Galactic gets super badass and opens up its uh, you know its its broadside batteries, mm-hmm. which is fucking dope. <laughs> every time, um, we learn that you know that's the case. Yeah, but now that the resurrection ship has been destroyed, they aren't uh, just throwing everything they have at it anymore. They're being much more precise and more tactical, uh, and thus comes in Scar. Uh, you know, a raider with a literal chip on his shoulder, <laughs> uh, and uh, the the know how to uh, to take out uh, viper pilots one or two at a time. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so I that I have two questions. Yes, and the first one is who is making the raiders? Like the Cylons, but like so are there Cylons who work in factories building raiders? Like, oh, they probably have machines for that. But like somebody's got to turn the machines on. Is that funny? Because Cylons, you're saying they're machines. They're virtually indistinguishable from humans. I don't know if you know that. Not the mechanical ones. I guess that's fair. Okay. Second question. Mm -hmm. Do you think the name came before he had the scar or after? Do you think he was born named Scar? Well, so I don't... And then he was like, guys, you're not going to believe this. I don't think that he is named Scar. I don't think he has a name. I don't think he's aware mm. of his name. I think mm. Scar is a name they the, the colonials have oh, given to him. Do you him. think he'd be embarrassed if he found out that that's what they call him? Very. In fact, that's how that's how they beat him in the end, is that he finds out they've been making fun of him the whole time, oh. and it kills his confidence. Oh, no! That's how they get so, him. To your question, in The Lion King, Scar is an adult lion. Mm-hmm. But his name is Scar. Scar. Was he born with a exactly. Scar? Is his name Scar or is his nickname Scar? That Scar feels like a name that you earn. You're not born with. What do we think his... Like he was born Ted. They don't really Ted. make a distinction now. <laughs> Ted. He was born Ted right. and then he became Scar. Scar. 
Like, think about it, though. Yeah. You've got Mufasa and you've got Scar. Well, you either... Like, one of them has a, like, a very distinct and very regal name, uh, and one of them is Scar. It's almost like from the beginning, you're like, this one's going to be king, and this one's going to be a villain. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's like it was all planned or something. It's just they put it right out there. Um, but to go back to your other question, though, Andrea, about the... Um, uh, who's making the Raiders, the Cylons, the original mechanical uh, Cylons that the humans made were built as workers. To they were do like help robots. To do stuff like that. So I don't think it's a far stretch to assume that they still have those okay. and that they're still doing that kind of work. Because, I mean, look, if you could build machines to do stuff for you, wouldn't you? I mean, obviously you would because that's what humans do. That's how we got into this mess in the first place. Not that's literally me. how we got here. And now I'm on record. When eventually, I for one. I don't know. You ever use Siri? You don't use Siri. <laughs> I ask her Siri nicely, exactly, and sometimes she responds. Just saying, that's for uh, data harvesting. That seems like a uh, pretty good first step to to Cylons. There having a Siri. I'm all right with. So it. do those fucking dancing ass robots over at Boston Dynamics. I love, I love a good robot video. The one who can walk on like a fucking tightrope now, and oh god, I just love them. Can I There's... every every time I see that, I'm like, you know, one step closer to like, yeah, we've made Cylons. Uh-huh. I can't wait. So, so that's we've a been good... telling ourselves this since the late '70s. <laughs> that's a good... even before that, man. Like fucking Isaac Asimov was warning us about this in the whatever time he was around, and <laughs> uh, like the 1300s, I think. Yeah, that sounds yes. right. Uh... <laughs> But, um, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah, uh, Boston Dynamics. Uh, fun fact, every time you share a Boston Dynamics video, you're giving, uh, free advertising to a company that literally makes murder weapons for the government and the military. So, maybe think about that next time you hit that that retweet. That is a fun fact. Wow. Just, is it fun or is it informative? Just throwing that out there. I'm having fun. We're having fun. Yeah. Like, like, I get that the stuff that they do is cool and, like, innovative and shit, but they also make some really fucked up stuff for the military, and that isn't cool. So, yeah, I guess I didn't know that. Mm-mm. Yeah, a lot I of mean, people don't. But am, am I surprised? Absolutely not. No, of course not. Right, um, right, exactly. Because, uh, yeah. I mean, really, all of, our, all of our good shit originally was made for the military. Like, the internet, that was originally for the military. BMW. Mm-hmm. NASA. Uh, their logo is a helicopter things against the really? sky. Mm-hmm. Huh. Why do I know that? I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Um, it, roughly in the, the 50s, uh, right around 1950 was when uh, iRobot was published, as well as uh, I think the Caves of Steel. No, Pebble in the Sky, the, the Galactic Empire. With diamonds. Started then. The Galactic Empire? These, the the overarching story that is the robot series, the Galactic Empire series, and the Foundation series uh, were not written in any like one specific order. They kind of mm. came out piecemeal mm-hmm. uh, over the course of like three decades or so. Uh, but they started in like 1950. Oh, so yeah, tremendous storyline. <laughs> we've been we've been warning right. ourselves about this for 70 years now. So. Fucking crazy. And we just keep going further down the fucking line. Yeah. And it's gonna get bad. I hope so. I wonder like if we'll if we ever will have to like 
encounter the problem of like the laws of robotics and how to like implement those? Uh, I don't think necessarily we, as in the three of us in our lifetime will, but I think humanity will in a not very long, relatively speaking, amount of time. And the the more I think about it, like all of the, the things that sci-fi has promised us throughout the, the decades, um, all the, these wonderful advancements and like ways to make our lives uh, better or at least to uh, improve our reach as a species um, – Little by little, these things are happening, but instead of happening for the good of humanity, they're happening from, you know, corporations mm -hmm. uh, who continue to fuck it up. So uh, my hopes went from, like, literally in the stars as a kid to <laughs> almost non-existent as an adult. But hey, look on the bright side. Just like in Star Trek, we now have doors that just open for you. <laughs> there you go. Do you know how long it took me to realize that that technology existed, even though I used it on a regular basis? <laughs> I would watch Star Trek and think, like, man, like, why don't we have doors like that? <laughs> we fucking and then do I'd go to, to the grocery door. store and the door would open for me and it wouldn't even process. Yes. <laughs> because well, I don't have it in my room. That's, mm -hmm. yeah, that's what it is. You, 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 like, you're, the, cause, like, in Star Trek, they never go to the store, right? Like, they, yeah. they never, like, leave the ship and go to a store. Like, if you were in a store and an interior door did that for you, you'd be like, holy shit, it's like Star Trek. Because it's, <laughs> it's never an interior door. It's always an exterior door that does that. That's a good point. It's true. That's not true. Airports have them on interior doors a lot. The uh, The Syracuse airport has those weird, like pseudo like airlock style doors that i fucking hate that, like you have to wait like 30 seconds for like each individual person to go through uh the one behind you has to close before uh, the one in front of you opens yeah for security speaking of airlocks Battlestar galactica <laughs> takes place in space <laughs> primarily yes that was, that was <laughs> seamless so, there's uh a whole lot of chatter about uh pilots that have uh that have already been been killed. So we know that the, the Galactica has been here at this uh, asteroid belt uh, or cluster, whatever, for a while. Uh, and Scar's been picking them off one at a time. We learn about BB and JoJo and Bino and Casey and the Sunshine. I don't know. <laughs> flip flop. Like, flip flop. And, uh, Razzmatazz. And bingo. There's a, a little bit of a not so friendly competition developing. Uh, between Cat and Starbuck over who's mm -hmm. going to be the one to take out Scar. Uh, and Starbuck, she's got that uh, the the Galactica's Top Gunner Beerstein, uh, which is a great way to celebrate your uh, your your top. It is pilot uh, based on kills. I don't know. I get, I, him, get him drunk. I do <laughs> want to point out that the moment Andrea saw that on TV, she immediately <laughs> tried to find where she could order one online. <laughs> it, they did apparently sell them at one point, but I believe I that couldn't find them like even on eBay or anything. So, so listeners, if if one of you out there has one, my birthday is. Are we? How many weeks out are we? Just one. Just one. My birthday's in two weeks, listeners. So if you know where to find one, I'll give you my home address. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Tweet me. <laughs> Please don't give out your home address. Nobody's coming to Jersey. Yeah. Please don't give out your home address. <laughs> okay, I'll give them yours. Please don't do that either. Please, please, please definitely don't do that. <laughs> Steady, like slow burning, but like escalating tension between the two. 
uh, where you know Starbucks taking jabs at Cat for uh, her uh, you know abuse of the the stim pills when when things were really tough you know however many weeks back and Cat's taking jabs at Starbucks for being distracted and for being a drunk and you know she's like you know, there's a, you know one ties on the one tie on this mm-hmm. ship is enough to which I immediately almost like almost audibly yelled out in my head it happened like there's already two ties. <laughs> Oh, uh, because because Ellen. We haven't seen Ellen in she's, a while. Yeah, she's also a drunk. What's uh, she been up to? Point. Probably nothing uh, good. Getting almost murdered. It's like have by, to be almost. Have we seen her big... since the the uh, final mm-hmm. cut episode? No, in fact, no. she's mentioned in the black market episode, but she's never on screen in it. Mm. Maybe Ty killed her <laughs> and threw her body out the airlock. <laughs> Or maybe Adama did it. Yeah, maybe. Spaced her. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, there's this this escalating tension, and we we jump back and forth between this scene of uh, Starbuck and Cat uh, flying patrol and uh, engaging with a raider that they think is Scar, only to be ambushed. Uh, which literally, like the entire episode, is them telling all of the new pilots about Scar's tactic and how like you got to watch out because like. He'll distract you with another raider, and then he'll ambush you from behind, and then boom, you're gone. And they fall for it like immediately, mm-hmm. which was part of what made me like question the the timelines here as they jump back and forth a lot. Because I'm like, they know that he does this, <laughs> right, yeah. right, and they still fucking fall mm-hmm. for it. Uh, but then you know they they talk about uh, BB and JoJo and Beano or whatever, uh, and then they go back and they they show us like the events of like these. You know, these new pilots coming over fresh out of the uh, flight academy on Pegasus or whatever and ready to kick some Cylon ass. And they're like, yeah, you won't last a week. Mm-hmm. Like, they're really kind of shitty to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's true because mm-hmm. they all die. Mm-hmm. It is. And and there's there's one point where uh, the guy's like, like, yeah, I'm ready to kick some Cylon ass as he's getting settled into his new bunk. And they're like, yeah, that's what Bino thought, too. And he's like, who's Bino? And they pull his his label off of the bunk. Like... To like show that like he's the one replacing Bino, and he's like, "Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm here because someone died." Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 as a grim realization for that kid. This, I mean, there was a lot of like just kind of subtle like emotional digs in this episode. Oh, there's yeah. some big, there's some like high moments where like everyone's excited, they're celebrating a victory, and then like you have these just little digs where you remember somebody yeah. who's lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing I really love about this episode is like Kat's not just like competing with Starbuck here. Like she is for sure, but it's not like you know, it's not like a ooh, I'm gonna have a healthy competition with Starbuck. It's like Starbucks fucking up and someone needs to step up and take yeah. charge. Like Kat's really stepping into like a mentorship role for these new pilots, which I think is interesting because at the beginning of the series, she was a new pilot herself. Mm-hmm. And like now, you know, towards the end of season two, we see her becoming, you know, she's essentially now one of the most seasoned pilots on Galactica, and it happened that <laughs> fast because <laughs> life expectancy for us Viper pilots not that long, apparently. Um, yeah, I, I will say, like, I have mixed feelings about that because, yes, she shows, like, a, a rapid maturity, and, yes, she's, she's a mentor to the new pilots, but her approach uh, to like pushing back on on Starbuck and like challenging her and like trying to make her be better, isn't a constructive one. <laughs> it's a bitter and like shitty and like taking digs and like undercutting her during briefings and like 
like uh-huh. just outright taking shots at her in you know the you know the the officers mess or whatever when they're when they're chugging beers and i just like i get it yeah um but it's 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 weird to see like the almost complete lack of discipline amongst mm-hmm. this fleet mm-hmm. is like it's astonishing mm-hmm. like they start out kind of sloppy but uh, you see that it's just like by this point they're like fuck it anything goes mm-hmm. i got the impression that cat is gunning for starbucks job but to, for her like oh yeah spot in this so she has no reason to you know she's not really trying to make starbucks better no she's trying to take over for starbuck because i think in cat's mind starbuck has lost it mm-hmm. and is gonna become a drunk and wash out basically right, right. so i think cat's like i'm gonna fucking continue to push her down that path and take her spot yeah i think that's cat's cat's move right now and of course uh later in this episode we'll have to uh, talk about why starbuck is uh is not entirely focused mm-hmm. that, that was your cue me oh uh, but we have multiple Dreadus contacts, so we're going to go ahead and jump to a... What? Are, was my are we sure it's... Is it the Cylons or is it the Asteroids? I don't know, but either way, we're getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> fuck the mining ship. We're going. <laughs> no, fuck that. They're on their own. <laughs> They've got enough metal to make vipers. They can handle it. <laughs> so we're going to jump... <laughs> We're going to jump to a safe location. Hopefully you're not on the mining ship, because if you are, good fucking luck. And we will see you at the rendezvous coordinates. Mindless monsters, once thought human, fill the streets. A corrupt government threatens the lives of the people it's meant to serve. This sounds a little too familiar. Is this real life? Or a video game you can play for fun? Shift Alt Q, Night Shift Radio's newest original production, is your LGBTQ centered source for creative and thoughtful discussions and news at the intersection of gaming, diversity, and community. You can expect unboxings, game reviews, let's plays, community nights, celebrations of what video games are doing right, critical conversations about where the gaming industry needs to do better, and so much more. Be the first to know when new episodes drop by following us on Twitter and Instagram at NSR Shift Alt Q. And on Twitch at Shift Alt Q to join the community. For more information about Shift-Alt-Q, visit nightshiftradio.com. Hi, I'm Sarah Sweeney, host of the new podcast, Latchkey Kids. Right now, we're all at home, left to our own devices without any adult supervision. Each weekish, I'll talk to my fellow Latchkey Kids about what they're up to, how they're wasting time, and, because I can make them perform a dramatic reading of a TV show theme song. So join me wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Michael Fight, and I'm here with a brand new show called Fight Jokes About Everything. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we're going to bring up a brand new topic, something that's hot on the internet because, because I live on the internet. And we're going to take those silly things and we're going to joke about them and we're going to, you know, talk a little bit about the history of them and talk about why the internet is such a terrible but wonderful place. So please join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for this brand new Night Shift Radio original. For more information, go to nightshiftradio.com and of course, subscribe wherever you get podcasts. And we're back. Are we? Would I have said it if we weren't? I don't know. I can never tell. But <laughs> he said I we're. Can... I don't know how much it, more explicit. It feels like a, a fairly unambiguous thing. <laughs> <laughs> I just. We could have already been back. I don't know. 
We could have been back for eight days. Mm. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Um, so as we alluded to in the, the first half, uh, Starbuck is not really her, her happy go lucky, <clears throat> fuck the world, like guns blazing, like anything goes sort of self. Uh, she is distracted and she is unhappy. She's unfocused. And it turns out she's still very much hung up on a pyramid player. It's. You, Samuel Anders. You, the pyramid player? Cylon? The pyramid player. <laughs> you could say that oh Starbuck is barstruck. What? Is that, she's, a, is that a saying? drinking a lot. Oh. Could you, though? You is could. That, is that a saying? No, I mean, you could, but would you, though? I, well, I did. You did. You're right. Is that a thing people say? Uh, no. It is now. I'm, I'm coining a new phrase right here. You heard it here first. You said first, it folks, like we were gonna know. On second edition one. You said it like <laughs> If if I said someone looked pretty barstruck, what do you think that would mean? I truly did not know. <laughs> <sighs> Work with me, people. I would think they used a, a two by four to fix their back issues. That sounds great. A two by four is not a bar. Bar wood. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I've I've heard that. That I've heard. Wood. Yeah. I've never Hand heard that bar of wood over there. Bar of wood. Bar of soap? Sure. Nope. You do not want to mistake the two when you're in the shower. <laughs> Why would you have a two by four <laughs> in the shower? <laughs> Why would you have a bar of soap the size of a two by four? That's a, well, maybe that's you're really point. fucking dirty. That's <laughs> the visual gags on this show are great. You, maybe you shop at Costco and you got a good deal on an industrial-sized soap. You're supposed to slice them into individual bars and use them as needed, but, yeah, but maybe but you like, don't have. A I knife. didn't see that on the instructions. Like, nobody told me. Who's got time for that shit? I'm in. I got shit to wash. <laughs> I got shit to wash. This is the dumbest podcast. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. It used to be about Battlestar Galactica. I'm not sure what happened. I don't know that it ever was. So I said before that Starbuck ain't got feelings for Lee. And, you know, she, she's, got, she's got her eyes set on, on Samuel Anders. Sanders. Pyramid player. The Cylon. Annual Sanders. Colonel Sanders. I, I really... I really want him to get promoted to Colonel so he can be Colonel Sanders. Do you think KFC <laughs> exists in the Battlestar universe? I think it did, but then they all got blown up. Okay. Because I don't think they had any on the spaceships. Yeah, asked and answered. I think it was CFC. Caprica fried chicken. Caprica fried chicken. That's, that's true. Um, now we need a Caprica fried, fried chicken with Sanders as the... Uh, <laughs> As the as the colonel, <laughs> Ethan's been so Caprican busy with colonel. our nonsense lately. Ethan, get on it. <laughs> <laughs> if you a little tie and everything. <laughs> oh, um, make sure you check out our Twitter if you if you haven't yet, because I posted a picture of um, the wonderful chalupacabra that Ethan made for us a oh, couple yes, of he, weeks ago. He, excuse me, made for me. Okay, for you, for the show, for the for me. He made okay, it for fine. me. Well. Uh, and that was weeks ago at this point. I so. said a couple of weeks oh, ago. Oh, you did? Okay, you're right. <sighs> but there's a moment where uh, Starbuck is, I feel like she's kind of gotten into this, uh, 
really the kind of nihilistic point where she, you know, she, she doesn't feel like she can keep that promise that she made to go back to, to Caprica and, and bring the, the people back, uh, specifically bring her Sam back. Uh, and she isn't sure that she's going to, to live long enough to do it, much less that the, the fleet will like make the decision to, to go back. And she's kind of just over it all, but also not over it. Well, I think and she's also like part of her th- thinks that he's probably dead by now anyway. Right. She I, is. Uh, she's she's wrestling with that for sure. Well, I don't. I don't know if she's just saying that as like a coping mechanism to be like, I ah, he's probably dead anyway, or if like she actually believes that maybe he's dead. But either way, I mean, it's a reasonable assumption whether or not she wants to believe that he isn't, or I, so. I mean, odds are. He probably did. Well, then he's in a new body because he's a Cylon. It's really interesting to watch her because, like, <laughs> I know... Wait, 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 wait. Anders, yeah. The pyramid player? The, p- <laughs> the Cylon. Is a Cylon. Yeah. <sighs> I'm I, I'm going to do a victory lap around Kitsy's entire house when it happens. I just know I'm ready. I can't wait. I hope it's snowing outside. I'm going to go outside. I just am really ready. Um... What was I actually saying? I had a thing about the show to say. What are we counting? Uh, how many episodes it is till you find out you're wrong? Oh, okay. Because um, <laughs> uh, if it's snowing outside, I'm going to make you go outside anyway. <laughs> I'm allergic to the cold. I could die. Well, um, that sucks for you. Oh, man. It's okay. You'll just download a new body. Uh, don't. I, you know, I wish. Um, so, But it's really interesting to watch Starbuck because I know, yes, she's. You see your friend? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Okay. I'm, um, I'm choosing to I'm choosing to try and move on with the podcast, but thank you for derailing it again. I'm just waiting patiently. It's fine. Caleb, this podcast would be terrible it's without you. Really interesting. Oh no, he's quitting the podcast. Oh no, he took his headphones off. Oh, he's leaving the room. Uh oh. So I think it's really interesting that. Uh, oh, he went to get his stress ball. Okay. Oh no. So, but I dropped it. So, like, he's, she's he's stressed. Oh no! Oh no! She's Starbucks. <laughs> obviously, all of the stuff y'all said. She's upset. She's hung up on Anders. She's she, barstruck. She's barstruck. She can't decide, like, if it's even worth, like, if anything is worth anything. But on top of that, she's really frustrated at that fact. Like, it feels like she. Even almost more than that is the fact that she can't just jam it all down like she's been doing for so long. The fact that it keeps kind of bubbling up for her is is really um, an issue. Yeah. I think she also hates the fact that, like, her hands are tied with not being able to just say, fuck it and grab a, a raptor and just make as many mm-hmm. jumps back as it takes to get everyone out personally. Yeah. So I absolutely. think if she could, she would do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's always stopped her before, not having permission to do it. <laughs> <laughs> But it's not like she, she's, she seems it's not like she would ever go to Caprica without permission or anything. Yeah, but she doesn't have a raider anymore. So. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, she does seem to be taking her responsibilities uh, in the, the fleet more seriously, specifically since her her heart to hearts hearts to heart 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 I don't know, her Passers chats with uh, with Kane. Bleh. Who? Admiral Kane. You remember Admiral Kane, right? What happened to Admiral Kane? Six killed her? Yeah, I just wanted to hear it. Oh, okay. That's all. She wasn't Gina's type. (laughs) That's right. That's right. (laughs) 
It's <laughs> a great scene. Oh, it's so good. Um, but yeah, all of this kind of comes to a head when uh, Lee and, and Starbuck are, are drinking alone together and commiserating and talking about the the fallen and whatnot. And there's this moment where they're like, you know, we just gotta like just live our lives, just like you know, take what we what we can while we have the time. And <laughs> Starbucks kind of like, so why don't we? And Lee's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, <laughs> stupidly, get it, get it. And he's like, whoa, wait a second. <laughs> My feelings. This is exactly what I want, but I don't. I don't know what to do now. Oh, Lee, mm-hmm. he ruined the moment. Mm-hmm. And oh, she's well. like, you know, I just, I just wanted a quick lay, and you, you had to go be weird about it. Again, we talked about this last week or the week before, but it makes so much more sense why why she goes after Baltar sometimes because there would have been no. Sometimes it happened once, as far as we know. That we know. That, okay, yeah. that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Oh, I had a feeling that was like a thing. No, I, it, um, for all we know, it could be. I I would say that it could possibly have been a thing. Until it's probably not uh, now. No, no, definitely not. But one like she definitely, uh, if not fully ruined it, at least made it a little bit weird for Gaius when you know she said leave me, <laughs> and you know we know how oops how, how self centered uh, Gaius is and how that must have been a problem for him. Uh, but two, Gaius does seem to be. Himself now very focused on the on Gina on the, mm-hmm. the physical mm-hmm. like corporeal six. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think it's can... happening now. But so yeah. But that uh, that that whole interaction between Starbuck and Lee really brings all of these feelings to the surface. Where like we know that Lee wants there to be something there. She tells him like, "There's not. There's nothing here." And he's like, "Okay," but like. We're still friends, right? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> no, she didn't say that, but like, that's the, kind of the, the vibe of the scene mm-hmm. where she's like, I don't, I don't know what this is. I don't care what this is. Like, I'm hung up on a dead guy. Like, and this is her, like, making this, you know, kind of voicing this, this thought that like Sam is probably dead already, and like, it's all pointless and and whatnot. And he like, Lee makes some weird and like tactless comment about like oh yeah you're fine with the dead guys it's the living that you can't handle she slaps him yep dude oof no just don't just like jamie bamber (laughs) we love you we do but lee or like we're talking to you now lee (laughs) fucking take a step back buddy (laughs) hey lee what did the five fingers say to the face (laughs) goodbye I'm leaving. They said slap. Because she slapped him. Yeah. They waved. Mm -hmm. She slapped him. (laughs) She did. Yeah. I forgot about that. She totally does. She fucking slap him. There's a lot of slapping going around because then a little later. Whoa, spoilers. Oh. (laughs) No. 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 Go on. It's then when, isn't that next? Yeah, it is. So rude. When they have the scene. <laughs> well, now I'm not sure. They have the scene with everybody and Starbuck and Cat are going at it. Is that? In the ready room, yeah. Yeah. And Starbuck says, give us the room. Give us the room. And give us everyone the room. so good. So good. <laughs> and, like, it's it's another moment where, like, Starbuck is, is giving the, the briefings and Cat is just, like, 
openly undermining her mm-hmm. and like giving her shit and like at this point like just straight up blames the death of uh bb and jojo is, is it bb and jojo i can BB never keep JoJo. track it's it sounds like you're faking just like whatever names but they are bb and the, jojo th- these are actual <laughs> actual names used in this show well they're um i mean it kind of was starbucks fault though when you think about it like i don't think cat's wrong here well because starbucks gets really fucking drunk that night with lee and she she gets hung over and she scrubs herself from the mission because she knows she's in no condition to fly. And, you know, Kat tries to throw that at her, like, you know, how dare you, like, you know, you, you know, like, you, the, you, you couldn't show up for your mission. It was too early in the morning for you. And Starbucks like, I knew that I was in no condition to fly. So I took myself off it, unlike you, who would just get high on stims and fucking go do it anyway. And, like, they're both wrong, but they're both right. No, yeah. no. Cat is right, Starbuck is wrong, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> Starbuck <laughs> chose to get drunk. That is a choice that she made knowing full well she had uh, flight duty in the morning. Okay? Cat took stims because they didn't have enough pilots and they had to keep fucking flying to keep alive, and she didn't have any other fucking choice. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that she should have taken a fistful of stims. But what I'm saying is that it's not Kat's fault that she got to the point where she had to. I now, think the, the situations are not necessarily one for one. That's I, what that's I think. That's not the yeah. argument that I'm making. But like in this argument where like like Kat is throwing this accusation and Starbuck explains herself, I think that they are both right and wrong. Yeah, I think. I think Starbuck is wrong for the reasons that you say. I think Kat is wrong for the way that she approaches it. Okay, that's I'll well, give you that. That's fair. And I think Starbuck is I guess it depends on how far down the line you want to trace the like cause and effect of the thing because Starbucks right that the responsible thing to do was to take herself off the mission because she shouldn't be flying. Oh, for sure. Which of course wouldn't have been an issue if she hadn't gotten, hadn't drunk. gotten so drunk. But like at the same time, Kat is one of many pilots and not every pilot is taking handfuls of so like you could also say like well she shouldn't have taken so many that she couldn't fly like accurately okay but but she made that choice in in her mind it was the right choice to make at the time to be able to keep flying right it wasn't like her thing wasn't like i'm gonna take a bunch of stims and get fucked up and not be able to fly right well i think they're both self-medicating for different reasons so then you've got to decide what's more important is and but but really, if you really want to g- dial this back and play the blame game, no, I don't. You do. <laughs> I, I don't want to blame anybody. If you really, if you really want to dial this back and play the blame game, none of this would happen if the Cylons, Cylons hadn't attacked humanity in yeah, the first place. And none of this. So would... really, it's all their fault. Which brings us back to Anders, <laughs> <laughs> the pyramid player, um, Cylon. The nuance continues here, where like you know we've talked before about you know in the. Uh, conflict between silence and humanity there's no good guys bad guys there's no like solidly right solidly mm-hmm. wrong and that continues into these like interpersonal conflicts too and like in in each of these situations we see some degree of truth in each perspective um and i think it's more in the way that the characters are handling things mm-hmm. that we see the the wrong come out and less in their motivations. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Well said. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, I mean, after all of these like quick cuts back and forth, uh, we finally get to the the real action uh, of this patrol where you know Starbuck and Cat engage with Scar and the other Raptor. Uh, Starbuck takes a hit, uh, doesn't destroy her her Viper, thankfully, um, but she. Uh, kind of chases, uh, leads, leads Scar on a chase, like through the asteroid field, kind of pulls a, uh, uh, a Star Wars type maneuver where she flies into the asteroid to, to lead him away. And she thinks that like, she can take him out. Like she's uh, like, she is insisting that she is going to win this competition between the two, not because it's for the good of the fleet, but because she just wants to rub it in Mm -hmm. Kat's face and Kat it was several uh, several minutes out, uh, and presumably still dealing with the other raider. We don't actually—I don't think we ever see what happens to that other raider. Um, presumably, she, it got shot down. Otherwise, yeah. I think it would have come back and tried to fight them more. Yeah. I don't know. And you know that that raider wasn't shit. It wasn't Scar for <laughs> sure. Cat um, is is doing the, the right thing as Starbucks wingman, saying to don't try to take him on on your own, like. We can do this together. Like, lead him to me, and you know, Starbuck at the last minute makes that decision. Like, she's she's thinking like she's she's you know making a run right at him, and she's going to get him in in her sights, and she's going to take him out. And at the last minute, she pulls off and like lead, you know leads him chase right into like a blind spot, like a a, a star shine uh, in the distance, uh, just as Cat comes flying by and fucks up Scar's day. <laughs> And not just his day, but like his whole body too. It ruins like everything about, I mean, blood everywhere. All that meat, just all that meat, (laughs) space (laughs) meat, just Mm -hmm. gore. Um, and we, we get a little bit of insight into where Starbucks head is, uh, you know, where she says like in, in the past, like I wouldn't have thought anything of this. I would have, I would have taken him on. I would have, you know, fuck the consequences, like not a second thought. But like now, she she feels like she has to be more more mindful, more more thoughtful, uh, and it's of all people, Hilo, who uh, tells her like, "You've got something to live for now, yeah. not just something to die for." Mm-hmm. Like, it's making you think more about your actions and be less reckless. And so, like, we see all like her her story arc kind of come to uh, not a, a conclusion or a resolution so much as like. Like an understanding of like, she's not just lost. Yeah, she's getting a renewed focus. A new chapter is beginning for Starbuck. I did think maybe she was maybe maybe maybe. I thought there was a possibility that she could maybe um, die for a second in this episode. But then I was it also felt like it. yeah, and I know that that like they were. You know, that was the tension they were trying to to create. But um, my thought was that if I thought what I thought was going to happen is Starbuck was going to die. I was going to cry. And then we were going to get because they kept flashing back to her and Anders. And the last one they show is when they're in bed together. And I thought we were going to get a shot of her spine and it was going to glow. And then we might cut to credits. <laughs> that <laughs> would have been extremely good. Yeah. But in an alternate happen. cut of this show, that would be badass. Um, I have another alternate cut of this nope. show I'd like to propose. Go on. If you don't mind, since we're doing alternate, mm-hmm. alternate cuts. Yep. Caleb, and then you'll do one. So uh, Starbuck and Scar are flying directly at each other in this game of chicken. Neither one of them is pulling off. Smile, you son of a bitch. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, uh, in an alternate cut, 
they smash into each other. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. With you. Mm-hmm. With me right now. But unbeknownst to us, the Cylons have built another resurrection ship and it's in range. Ooh. Good news. But because they smashed into each other so hard, Starbuck got downloaded with Scar. <laughs> it's melting back, back to the back to the Cylon fucking resurrection ship where they make it where they put it in another raider body and now it's got the skills of scar and the skills of starbuck it's fucking scarbuck watch out colonials it's fucking scarbuck or is it watch out cylons double agent i don't know does it like it's just filled with inner conflict and like the, the the two personalities are constantly fighting over who needs to. It's be constantly control. switching it's sides like a, in battle. It's like one of those buddy cop movies where, like, eventually they learn to work together. But at first, it's like, I'll give you so Barstruck, not your best work. Scarbuck, I'm into. So <laughs> I kind of want a spinoff series now called Scarbuck, yeah. and it's just Starbuck fused with this this fucking raider. I'm picturing the raider with her blonde hair. Yes. Big, like, <laughs> Everything else is the same. In a sports bra, somehow. (laughs) Yep, that's it. (laughs) Poor Ethan. Okay, here's mine. Okay. So Cat blows up the Raider. Okay. And everyone back on Galactica is having a celebration. And Cat Cat demands her... uh, her cup be filled, mm-hmm. and she's she's gloating to Starbuck, who thought you know she she her lips would never touch that rim. <laughs> and Starbuck fills the cup for her. And she raises her bottle of uh, of Capricorn sparkling wine because it's not from the it's not from the Champagne region. <laughs> Toron, <laughs> Toron, uh, and she says to Bibi, Jojo, Riley, Bino, Dipper, Flat Top, Chuckles, Jolly. Crashdown, fuck Crashdown. Uh, Shepherd, Dash, Flyboy, Stepchild, Puppet, Fireball, and Apollo joins in and says to all of them. Uh, and of course, the Admiral in the back. Uh, so say we all. So say we all. So say we all. Begin jump prep. We're leaving. We'll be back. Start your prep. Set Condition 1 is a Night Shift Radio production. Visit nightshiftradio.com for more information.